Yo, what's going on, guys? Welcome to a podcast. Not only is this a podcast, but it's our journey. A journey that we hope you want to ride out with us as we intend to educate you guys, inspire, talk about past and current experiences, and to make one think to stop judging others. Most importantly, stop judging yourself based on others' views and perceptions. With that said, you'll be hearing from me, myself, Austin Kirshner, but along with our journey on this podcast will be my mother, Kathy Kirshner, and my brother, Dylan Kirshner. With that said, welcome to Silencing of Stigma. We're going back to the roots. What's going on, guys? Welcome to another podcast of Silencing of Stigma. Today, it is Austin and myself. Austin. Yeah. Say hello. Hi. (laughs) So everyone, it's been one of these weird days today. It was a weird night last night, and it's gotten even weirder today. We we are in Dylan's place right now. Um, The original place. How unique is that? This is the original place where we started our podcast, and now we came full circle and we're back. So I have a little bit of weird energy today. Um, I don't know why everything's funny, but it is. <laughs> I'll start out by saying those of you who do not believe in mediums have heard two times, right? We talked about this two times. We talked about it with Taylor too. Okay. So several times, I'm not sure exactly the amount, correct amount, but we've we've gotten on here before and we've talked a little bit about mediums, things that we've heard. We've gotten emotional. And I can tell you that last Monday, um, we're recording this on Saturday, being played tomorrow. But last Monday, I had an appointment with Bill, uh, the same medium that I've seen every time, except my first time. I was struggling a little bit and I decided that I wanted to go have a one-on-one. So all the other ones were galleries where you go in and there's a chance that you may get to speak to your loved one. There may be not a chance. It really depends if your number's pulled or whatever. And if you want to hear about those podcasts, I mean, those, those visits to the medium, they're labeled that I'm go back and listen. But this one was a unique reading because I paid for just an hour with me and Bill. So how that was set up is, The first half hour is similar to the gallery where he just brings things to you. And then the second half is you are allowed to ask about, you have time for about five questions. You bring pictures, anything that you want to bring, trinkets. Um, I brought Carl's Ted Ted along just in case Carl wasn't going to come through um, as a way of trying to connect with Kyle. And so I get there. I'm I'm super nervous. Now I'm choking. Maybe I'm not supposed to be talking about this, and that's why I can't talk. But anyway, I was super nervous when I got there, and I don't know why. Um, But anybody that's been to Bill or has heard Bill talk is he doesn't want you to feed him information. He doesn't want you to think that you're stretching a story and that he's guessing what's actually being said or told because of what we've told him. So he always goes at the beginning. Um, He has a ritual that he follows. He prays. He's religious, he's spiritual, he always prays over the room, he prays over the people, but he also says, answer his questions, don't give him information. So I was just a little nervous because he doesn't intentionally get mad, but he does. And so you're just supposed to say, yes, no, I don't know, I don't remember, and things like that. He doesn't like when you say no and shut him down right away because it may not be a no, you just don't know and you're not aware of it at that point. So I get there, we go through all that, and we sit down, and he's laughing because he's telling me that there's a young boy in the room with us, and this individual, he asked me, and and this is not, I mean, I actually have it recorded, so it's kind of cool. If you ever get with me and you want to hear some of it, um, I can share it with you. But literally, he's asking me if someone in my life died suddenly, tragically, and he snaps his finger, which means quick. And I said, yes. Uh, that's my son and he started laughing and apparently Kyle showed up Kyle's normal way usually late but this time he showed up early he actually was in the session with the client before me and Bill cracked up laughing out loud because he said to his client 
do you know a young boy who died suddenly, quickly, and tragically? And the guy kept saying, no, I don't know. And he told him to go home and think about it. And here it was just Kyle being early and, and being nosy and in the session before me. So that was kind of comical. We laughed about that. But Kyle obviously was there. He came through again. And it's it's really interesting when that happens. I was excited. I There was no doubt, actually, when I got there, like, that Kyle wouldn't come through. I just didn't know who else would come through or what he was going to say because sometimes he yells at me, sometimes he's nice to me. I just didn't really know. So this podcast, um, we'll just talk a little bit about what Kyle said because there's a one topic, and we'll talk about this several times, because Dylan was actually mentioned in this podcast from Kyle, and this is the first time that Dylan's name was mentioned, because we didn't have this much time as I did on that Monday. But what's interesting is Dylan doesn't believe in this. So Dylan has not heard the video yet. He will hear the video. We're still trying to decide if we're going to let him hear it first live on the podcast, or we're going to let him pre-listen to it. Do we know what we're going to do? I think we should just record it and then we can just edit out whatever is not important or need not needs to be said. Because Austin heard it for the first time last night. How many hours did we sit there and how many times did you rewind and hit the stop button? Uh, too many times. <laughs> it's a lot to get. It's a lot to capture. Um, but what I want to focus on, and this podcast won't be super long because, again, we're going to talk about it with Dylan and I want to share that other stuff uh, with Dylan Actually, Kyle will always say something through the medium so that we know that he's actually there. And he shares something that the medium probably would not know or couldn't possibly know. Um, So that's how he does it to make me aware that he's actually with us. Um, I got to speak to, not speak to, but hear from my dad in this this, um, medium visit, which was kind of cool. Um, Kyle gave us some things to think about, to look at, and it's pretty emotional. Like it's a roller coaster. It's up and down, up and down, because you're laughing at one point, and then and then it gets real serious real quick. Um, so today, I just want to talk about for those that knew Kyle. Um, one of the things that Bill asked me, or didn't he didn't ask me, he pretty much was making a statement that. Kyle did not pass alone, and Austin helped me with this because you heard it too, um, that Kyle was not alone. Or he asked me, he asked me, did Kyle, was other people with Kyle when he passed? Do you want me to play it? Yeah, if you can find that part. Yes. He says, my timing was always fucked up anyways. And he says, I regret that now that I kept a lot of people waiting and just got them pissed off. (laughs) So, uh, he says he's still at large. So he, he had been in the presence of other people when he passed. Is that correct? No. Are you sure? He was found alone in his room. And there hadn't been other people in to see him? Not that I'm aware Or he didn't just come from being with other people? Possibly came from, yes. Because he says, I was abandoned. And and he's making me feel like there's people that know what happened or know the truth of what happened. Does that make sense? It can make sense. He says, my mom knows exactly what I'm talking about. I think I can figure it out. He keeps saying bad batch. Bad batch. Makes sense. He's like, it's homemade shit, Mom. And I'm not the only one. He says, Mom, think of it like a big spider web. It's every... Everyone knows someone else who knows someone else. It's all connected. He's talking about this network of people that get substances to each other. Makes sense. 
So now you just heard part of it. This is just bits and pieces of the entire one hour that was recorded. But anyway, it's kind of interesting. It's, Kyle was abandoned, he said. And, and you heard what he said, that he either people were either there or he came from being with people or whatever. So I just find it interesting because we really don't know. And apparently there's somebody out there that does know it's not going to change the situation. Kyle is where he is because of a choice that he made. But he talks about this web, this spider web and all these different people that are connected that so-and-so knows so-and-so who knows so-and-so who knows so-and-so. And then he says, just to recap what you just heard him say, that mom understands or mom knows what I'm, what I'm talking about. And I say, okay. And I think think that I can figure it out. What I'm trying to figure out is I don't know exactly, but I do know that lots of times we have individuals, as we learned in several of the podcasts, when someone is in a situation where they're overdosing, no one wants to get in trouble. Nobody wants to help because they got to flee so that they don't get in trouble. So I don't know if that's what he said, what he meant when he said, mom, you know what I'm talking about. Do I know that this happens occasionally, many times actually to people and that's why that law came into effect, the Good Samaritan law or not. But it just, it's an eye opener for me because now it's questions in my head. It's not like I can't sleep over it or, or anything like that because I've gotten past all that part. But it's just interesting, the bits and pieces of this puzzle that now I try to put together. So there might be somebody out there like what what do you know that could help somebody um not happen to them or whatever uh he felt abandoned so that's kind of like one of the things i worried about when when he passed and i i asked the coroner like was he on his floor asking for help and did he feel abandoned by us because we didn't hear him and we couldn't help him and she said absolutely not so he talks about the bad batch um, I totally understand what that bad batch means. Kyle was one of the first ones to have an autopsy in York County um, where they do autopsies because of that death by delivery or delivery causing death. I think it's delivery causing death. And so what that means is they want to make sure that if he passed, that he passed based upon the drug in a system or did he have an underlying condition that may have caused him to pass away and they need that it's important in in the law um in the court cases and things like that i learned just a little bit about that um, but kyle actually had fentanyl in his system and that's where the bad batch came from because back in 2014 when kyle passed away we didn't hear too much about it it was mixed in and, and they weren't aware of it. Now you can go out and I guess it's my understanding and through some of the podcasts, you can actually just ask for fentanyl, which is deadly. So Kyle in previous um, visits through the medium had shared that he didn't want to die, that he didn't know. And so I believe that. But that was one part of the podcast. Uh, I mean, one part of the medium that we spoke about. Kyle had his... his um, funny personality. Um, he talked about how he made people wait. Austin can attest to that because before I even went to the medium, what happened to you? What, what do you mean? When? What story? What, when did he make you wait? <laughs> what used to piss you off? When I used to, used to go pick him up at, uh, the Red Rose, he used to work at the Red Rose until he got fired and then he ended up staying there. Still went to the same place he got fired from <laughs> the next to, day to hang out. <laughs> uh, they had a pool league and stuff there, but he, uh, I used to be his go to, uh, driver, whatever you want to call that, Uber basically before Uber existed because he lost his license because he lost his license to, uh, DUI. And, uh, I would, I would. It'd be during the week, obviously. I don't know why, but it would be during the week, and I would have to work the next day. And Sometimes he would catch me while I'm, like, basically sleeping, and I would get this text, yo, can you come pick me up at the Red Rose? And I'd be like, yeah, sure, I'll, I'll come pick you up. What time? He'd give me a time. <laughs> and uh, like he said in that medium thing, he was always late. 
and uh, I would I would show up, and I'd be sitting there, and I nothing like he wouldn't come out. I w- I wouldn't go in because I don't think I was of age. I don't think you were at that point. And they had a they had a restaurant separated from the bar, so I don't I was assuming he'd be in the bar because every time he'd come out, he smelled like smoke and alcohol. So I I would sit out there in the parking lot and just wait, and I'd just get more pissed off as time would go by and. He he'd come out all smiling and shit, <laughs> and uh, he would he'd get in the car and uh, I I don't I really remember what he would say, but there was one time where I got really really upset and angry with him, and I was like, "Yo, dude, like listen," and and he was he was somewhat drunk because you could smell the alcohol on him and stuff, and I said, "Listen, dude," I said. When you tell me to be here at a certain time, <laughs> I expect you to be out here at that time. And I'm not waiting any longer. I got shit. I got to go to bed. I got to go up and get to work, go to work the next morning. Like, and I said, every time you, you do this to me, every fucking time. And he did. He used to do it to me every he fucking time. He did it to all of us. And I said, bro, when you tell me that you're going to be out by a certain time, you better be out. And he could he could sense my frustration. And we literally just pulled out of the Red Rose parking lot. He's and he starts pulling money out of his pocket. He's like, <laughs> well, "How much you want? How much money you want?" And I, I said, "Listen, bro, it's it's not about it's not about the money." I said, "It's just when you say you're gonna do something, commit to that. Like, don't. And if you're gonna be late, just like he used to, he would sometimes text me like, I'll, "I'll be out in five minutes," even though he was late. And sometimes it wouldn't be five minutes; it'd be like fifteen minutes. So he would always try to pull that like ease it over with either money or like lottery tickets or whatever you, you could fucking just <laughs> the one time we were going i was dropping him off and he's like pool he'd always say pulling this turkey hill right here like, okay and uh he was always trying to give you directions the the shortcuts the ways you would never even <laughs> fucking possible knew like knew they existed yeah. turn here yo turn here <laughs> and uh we stopped at turkey hill the one time and comes out with this like i think it was like three or four lottery tickets and he fans them out in front of me and he said pick one <laughs> i said bro i don't want your lottery tickets he's like all right if i win you're lost <laughs> i said you're right oh he did that he, did that. he, he would go there to get his cigarettes because one time he came out and gave me a lollipop <laughs> he was so happy that he gave me a lollipop Those are the and, days. in a sense that was his way of giving back yeah. It was just his character. Yep. Because I don't. I think he was too scared to say, like, truly show Thank how you. he felt. So that was his way of saying it. Yeah, I believe that. I think he didn't really always share his feelings. That was just. It was uncomfortable. We talked about this before. We all struggle with that in this family, except for Dad. We don't struggle with it. We just don't know how to show it, I guess. I don't know. It's every time we, we talk up, about it, it's We all it, come up different. with our own ways of, of coping with things and and there's no wrong I don't think there's any wrong way as long as you're you're dealing with it in some way. Yeah. So it's not that we have problems with it, it's just a, it's a challenge. Like everybody has a challenge with things that go on in their life. But really, showing affection and sh- and sharing how you feel should not be a challenge. Like, you should be comfortable enough. I mean, I'm not. I get it. It is a challenge for me. I don't always... Do we know... That... But nobody's fucking perfect. Right. But do we know how we feel and we can't express it, or we don't really know how we feel? I'm it getting be... a little bit off topic right it now, but be... Kyle struggled with this as well. It could be a little bit of both, I think. How can it be both? I mean, I'm confident in talking. Like we talk on this podcast all the time, but when it comes to sharing our feelings, I mean, we do sometimes. The last podcast you had a not a meltdown, but you showed your emotion, and sometimes I cry and we show our emotions. And there's like you said, there's nothing wrong with that. But why can't we? Like I truly believe that Kyle came across as an asshole. It's not even go there. But he wasn't. I mean, I remember a couple of dad's friends saying to dad, like, why is your son such a sarcastic asshole? And I don't think he meant to be that way. No. 
I think it was just his way of trying to fit in. And I do the same thing. I'm super sarcastic. I'm trying to work on that right now, actually. <laughs> That's one of my things. But anyway, getting back to the medium, there was a lot of other interesting things. Like one time when we went, and we talked about this before on several podcasts, like let's find out if Kyle is a father. And for some odd reason, he shuts that down every time we ask. So we have no it's idea. Hard it's hard to say why. Um, I don't know. We'll never get that answer, maybe. Maybe we're not meant to know that answer for whatever reason. He doesn't want to talk about it. So What's crazy, and when I think about this, it's like, and I told you about this the other day, most people are maybe listening to this and, and be like, like, either they're, they're open-minded about it or they're closed-minded due to religious beliefs or whatnot or whatever it is that's that's holding you back. You just don't believe in mediums, psychics, whatever. And you, the other thing is, is like you're, you're technically finding answers out that most people search their whole life looking for. Somebody who's, who has a tragic event that happened in their life and and they ask the question, God, why? Like, why did this happen to me? Even though, like, later down the road, they still question, like, okay, I kind of understand why this happened to me, but but like, wouldn't it be cool just to know like how it happened, like what what their process or mind think? Like, we didn't know what Kyle was thinking, but the fact that he said he didn't want to die, it he went quick, he didn't struggle, like all these things are like almost easing the pain in some some way if you understand what i'm saying like you're yes. you're almost getting them answers that we searched for us at like weeks after it happened and for those that are listening out there you might be like okay maybe i can go to a medium and see like what what happened like why did my traumatic events happen in my life and that's what's crazy about this is People will search their whole life, and that's where I get kind of like confused. Like not confused, but like I don't know how to, what word to use here. You're word torn choice. between the two. It's, it's not that I'm torn. It's just just how, how do you? It it's just crazy. It blows my mind that we all of a sudden like you know this medium and you've been there three times three four times and you you've been getting answers like you literally it was like a i explained it like it was a therapy session for you this one when yes. you listen to this whole thing these are answers that people look for their whole life they struggle they they're they're depressed because they're like why me why this situation why this and you literally from what i gathered from that whole recording got answers that you were basically needing because you were so self-torn on yourself and you're you're basically destructing yourself as a human and and you got those answers. Now it's like you have something to work for. It's like you have that in front of you. You have that there to listen to every day. And like you can build from here on out. But the thing that I'm trying to say is how do you balance that like between a medium and, and just living your life and, and trying to find those true – because I think, I think we all have that ability to answer those questions for ourselves. It's just sometimes we doubt them questions. Sometimes, because when you, before you went to this meeting, I'm sure you were asking those same questions to yourself and you probably knew the answer. You just didn't want to hear it. You didn't want to tell yourself those things and work on them things. So to hear all them things again, it was like a, a confirmation for you. So what I'm trying to say is, do you really need to go to a medium to experience these things to, to find out or, or even talk to loved ones that may be already in your life that you don't even realize it? Like you aren't open to it. Like you, there might be signs here and there. Like there might be people that they're speaking through. How many times after you told dad about all this and, and even listening to me talk, how many things did he, did Kyle say to you? Well, Kyle interpret to Bill for him to say to you, basically some of the same lines of what I've been telling you guys. Yes. So I, it's not like I'm trying to boost my ego here or anything. It's just, I believe like people that past lived through other people and the fact that i was somewhat on the same lines as what he was explaining to you like on that's that topics. says something yes and sometimes the truth hurts 
And sometimes when I say these things to you or dad, it, it it's weird because it's like, am I crossing that line? Do I want to say that to them or are like, how are they going to take it? But like I said, the truth hurts and sometimes it needs to be said. True. So then my, my thing, it goes back to when you guys are listening as a listener to this, maybe you want to experience a medium but like do you really need to are you ignoring are you just closed-minded to things that are happening around you like or are you closed-minded to your intuition and this is where like meditation and all that stuff comes in play like you can literally meditate and find out like what your intuition says like there's there's capabilities that us humans have and obviously bill has a gift and he mm-hmm. says it in his thing that everybody has the same gift as he does. Yes. It's just becoming in tune with that gift. And I think some of us are are somewhat more advanced in that gift than some others. But how many of us can actually take a look at our life and be like, hey, I actually tried. I actually tried meditation. I actually tried listening to my intuition, getting in touch with my inner energy. And like, we're all energy. It's It's... No. I, don't, I don't know. I, like, I don't know how to explain it. Like, I'm, I don't want people to think like, "Oh, I need to go to a medium or ASAP to find out my answers." No, because you may not get them, and, and Bill tells you you may not come here and get the answers that you're looking for. I've been very privileged um, to get some of the answers that I'm looking for to continue on. And it's funny that you're talking about this because in church, so I scheduled this appointment a month ago. He gets booked pretty quickly. Um, so he happened to have a cancellation or something. I don't know the exact reason how I got this one so quick, but I had it planned and I was in church last Saturday, Sunday, and the pastor of the church was talking similar about this. Why do people want to know the future? Why do people have to go to somebody? Because if you have faith, you don't need those answers. You already have those answers. I guess that's in a and sense it's of like similar where to I'm what you're saying. And that's why I said you should come to this church because they're very in tune with that. And he specifically said, if you have faith and you believe, you don't need those answers. You have faith and you trust that it happened for whatever reason it happened. And when we go to heaven, we're going to have all those answers. We don't, this is that's not the other topic to talk about because yeah. Bill talks about all yeah. that stuff. So, I mean, this, this was, this happened to me Sunday. I knew I was going on Monday and I was like, Oh God, here we go. I felt like the guy was talking right to me. And to your point, do I need to go before, before Kyle, before that first experience, the girls at work would go and I'd be like, no way I'm not doing that. Like you guys should not be doing that. And I always promised myself, I don't want to know my future. I'm not going to ask about my future, but unfortunately as Bill said, and some things come out, he can't control what comes out. And so he warns you of that beforehand. You may not get the answers that you're looking for, and you may get things that you don't want to know. And he gave uh, he gave us examples in the previous one. He gave us a story this time to investigate and look into, which I'm, I'm looking into. But I get your point. With these people that are listening, like, how does that happen? Is it true? You know, it's scary. It is scary. And Some people believe it's going against your your religion. Your religion, because and, and I because asked of back Bill that the question. Faith and stuff. So I asked Bill that question, and we can find that part and play it to you know, if you want. And he said he gets nasty messages on his Facebook page. What do you, I mean, to Austin's point, don't think I'm going to go to a medium. I'm going to pay this money, and all my answers are going to come true. I have been super fortunate, but to Austin's point, there has several topics that Kyle brought to my attention, that Bill brought to my attention, are things that people have already told me, things that I've already knew about myself, things that I needed to work on. I already knew this, and it's kind of like, a, like you said, it's a confirmation. Like I had to hear it from him to make me realize, okay, I need to do this. And and I'll give I'll give, I can give you an example. I have a terrible eating habit. I mean, everybody's like, "Oh no, you don't. You're losing weight and you look good and everything." But the way I did it, and sometimes the way I do it, Kyle called me right out and said, "I do that. I eat for comfort. So when I'm having a bad moment or whatever, I choose to eat. It makes me feel better for that instance." And that's true. I mean, we we haven't talked about cake in a while, but literally the other night. I had a bad day and I ate a whole carrot cake, the entire cake I ate. 
and I felt good while I was doing it. Like it was the comfort that I needed and then you regret it later. So I believe you're right that some of this stuff, we already know the answers and we're just searching for, for that confirmation. But you said that Bill's, Bill basically, or somebody mentioned that you get all the answers when you go to heaven. There's no questions because all the things that you doubted, there's no reason to worry. There's like in heaven, everything's good. And what did he say? I think it was Bill that said, and we talked about this last night. It expands your consciousness. Consciousness. So you have all the answers. I don't know. I don't know. I learned a lot. I also learned that when we go to heaven, which I knew, I, I kind of knew, but it kind of freaks me out a little bit because those that know me, I always tell people if I die, I'm okay with it. Like I'm not afraid to die. And I, I thought that I wasn't afraid to die. You don't know that until you truly come confronted face to face with death. You cannot answer right. that question. But in so my the fact mind, that you're going to sit here and say, I am not scared of death. I didn't. You can be at peace if you die. Like everything. You don't know that. I okay, think, you're saying your way of living. Yes. You can be at peace. Like I lived a good life yeah. and I don't have to worry. Am I going to heaven or hell? I, I led the like the best life that I could live. I didn't hurt anybody. I lived, you know, the right. I had the right values and things like that. But I always thought to myself, you know what? If I die, it's okay because Ke you know, Kevin, I don't know where that came from. Heaven. <laughs> Kyle, I was Kyle in heaven in one word, and it came out Kevin. That was weird, but anyway, Kyle's there. My mom, my well, like, I want to know the real truth. I don't know a Kevin. I don't know. I do know one Kevin, but <laughs> that's not what I was talking about. I was talking about Kyle in heaven, and I thought if that would be cool if I could be with my loved ones that passed, and also be spirit in a spirit form with my loved ones still on earth. And Bill told me. And I didn't know this part of it. Like, I got the body part. It's just a shell. But I will not have a voice or a voice box. So I'm not going to be able to talk. And oh, I love to shit. talk. That so, sucks. And I'm not going to have my body. So what does that look like? And we don't, nobody knows. Like, are we angels and we can't talk? Like, how are we communicating? And this whole thing came up because I was walking down the street one day with a bag of sweets with a girl that works with me, Ashley. And I was talking about, oh, I don't really need this. And she said, I wonder if we eat in heaven. <laughs> so I literally got questions they asked Bill and he answered all my questions before. So I had some extra time and I literally asked him that. And he believes that we do not eat in heaven. So those that are... Like food, you better eat now because you're not going to eat in heaven. But then heaven's such easy a, with that statement. <laughs> heaven's such a great place that you won't need food. So Bill says you can. He has aromas that he smells and things like that. So I don't know the gist of that. But after he told me I couldn't talk in heaven, I had a problem with it. So maybe I'm not ready. We communicate as humans without even talking. I like to talk. We can do it without talking. But I like to talk. How are we going to do a podcast without talking? Put it on video and they can see our faces looking at each other. He's communicating right now by not talking. He's giving me this look. Uh, anything else you want to say? I kind of went off on a rant there about finding answers. No, I think it's important because of your point. Some people believe, some people don't believe. And I never believe, but I can tell Would you. Would you tell somebody to go, like, through your experience that you experienced, somebody that struggles? No. Would you, would you recommend? No. Why? Even though you already did it. I would tell them that my experience was a positive experience, but I would never suggest that somebody go. And the reason I wouldn't suggest that is because, like I just said, they're not guaranteed answers. I've been very fortunate. Some of the things that we've learned through the couple that we went to was not something that I wanted to know, and it kind of stressed me. So I would never recommend it because you can't promise that person that they're going to get the answer. So if I say, oh, I talked to Kyle, I recommend you go because you can talk to your mom and you miss your mom, and then their mother doesn't come through, that's a disappointment to them. So I can share my success and my positiveness and my experience 
with it, but I would never recommend. I would say, here's what I've learned from it. If you choose to do so, I wish you luck, but I would never say you got to do this. And another thing that I thought was interesting is you asked if he talks to his loved ones since he has the power, the ability, the gift to do so. You would think he almost take advantage of that and talk to us. And he doesn't. His statement is his statement was that he doesn't feel like he has to. He doesn't. He has the power to do so, but he doesn't feel the need to to do it. He says he's basically good in a sense. Right. And so I found that powerful. Like he's at a spiritual peace with himself that he had those relationships. He's talked specifically about his grandmother um, when she was alive and when she passed. And that's interesting to me as well. And he also said to me that he believes that I have, um, like you said earlier, some we all have that gift and some people are more in tune to it than others. And he feels as though I'm more in tune to it and it makes sense because I get these weird feelings sometimes, these gut feelings that we all get. It's your but, intuition. Yeah. And some we all get that. But sometimes mine is just like, like Austin's going to have a little girl someday and she's going to have blonde yeah. okay. hair Here and she's going to have pigtails and she's going to have pink ribbons in her hair. Who, I don't. Who's speaking to you right now? I don't. Who's, I don't know. I saw that in a vision and I. Yeah, she's trying to predict my life right I'm now. I'm not trying to predict it. It's just something that I saw. So we'll mark our words maybe 10 years from now. I don't know how long it could possibly happen. I don't know. But Bill said to me, you know, that I would be um, probably somebody that she's trying to test it out with me right now. No, that this somebody could. Up. No, I'm not. I'm just telling you, I had that vision. But anyway, I didn't ask for this. I didn't ask. You didn't ask, and I'm just sharing. <laughs> You're damn right, I didn't ask. You did not ask, and I'm just sharing that I believe that's going to well, happen. Maybe I don't want to hear it. Well, I don't. It may or may not happen. And Bill tells us that. Remember what he says. Maybe I just want to live my life. He's going to tell you that, but you may not. It may not happen. You can change that. Like you don't have to follow that. And he said that at a medium visit that we had before. But anyway, he said that he feels as though he could help me, that I wouldn't need him to be the middle person between me and Kyle. Me and Kyle could have that connection. And so there's a lot of people that can do that connecting. So to your point, do I need a medium? I probably don't. What's crazy is, though, like you don't hear about this stuff. So, like, you don't – if 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 – Everybody was capable of doing it. You would think more people want to do it. Like, why are people not doing it? Are they skeptical? It scares or, are people. Are they not in tune with it? Like, do they not? Because he says he has classes and he has a success rate of everybody in his class gets the ability in, in some extent to to experience what he experiences. And he said he taught himself. He yes. taught himself how to do it. Yes. Which means anybody's capable of doing it. But mm-hmm. those steps to get there, I don't know. I don't know what that involves, what. What do you have to do? What open it? Like you, I believe you have to be very open to it. Yeah, he said that. He said the three things spiritually, mentally. But what I'm trying to say is in the masses, why are, why does it not like, why is it not promoted or like, why is it not like out there where people can all like, oh, here's a class? Why is it not advertised? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, if we had the ability to do so, is it somebody that do they not want us to know? You would, you would, you would think a lot, you would think if you could actually like, you know how many people are in distress because they lost a loved one. You would think that if they would find out, they'd be like, Oh, I want to know how to do this. I want to know what it takes to, to, to communicate with my loved one that's passed. Well, the stigma dictates this whole thing's just odd to me because it's like, you're, you're almost, and I, I get it. I get what people are saying. They're like, you're, you're playing with, uh, you're playing yeah. fire basically yeah. because you're you're getting answers that you aren't supposed to be getting until later in life why? when you when you pass. But why why do I not deserve these answers? Some of the things that he's bringing up, like we just played, like Kyle didn't die alone; he was abandoned. Like, how's that help me? Why would I have to wait to know that? I didn't need to know that, and that's the thing with this. Like, I didn't need to know. There's that. a deeper meaning to this that I can't put. I yeah. can't pinpoint. There's no. Yeah. But it's also religion. I mean, we had Sam on our podcast and he said, I get my, I can't even listen to it because I get these weird feelings, but, and he said it's evil. But and then I said, how can it be evil when Joe Carl's dad got so much peace from it? What is evil about that? But you can get so much, I believe that you can get so much peace from it without doing that. You can. I, I think we, too. I think I reached out for it and 
And Bill says, I can't come back for an entire year. He could make a fortune because people like me would probably go every month if I could. I know that I can go to different ones, but I feel comfortable with him. And I don't need it. I needed it this time. I can't say I needed it. I was struggling on different things. What did I tell you before you went? I said, you're trying to get a quick answer. Yes. To solve everything that's going on in your life. I said, why are you waiting? But I didn't ask those questions. Why are you taking it? Why are you trying to uh, do it by your time instead of allowing God's time? Is what somebody might ask. Why are you trying to... It's but, it's almost like you're not you don't have faith in God like you 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 yeah. don't you don't trust the the process in a way. Yeah, but I that's not true because I didn't ask the questions that you thought I was going to ask. I just wanted to talk to Kyle. Kyle gave me. I'm just being what, devil's advocate. No, right I know, here. but you understand. I had five questions to ask, and I asked two personal questions, and then I asked him because I was intrigued. How did he get to where he was? Because I wanted to know. Like, I understand the questions about, about him. That's fine. But, but like, I didn't ask any questions. I, yeah, I did ask questions. But I didn't ask anything that was going to impact me. Whether I. How I live my life. What question did I ask? I it's asked not about the questions. a grandchild. And Literally this whole thing is going to impact your life. Well, it, every time you I can allow it, it to. You can. But also in this in this certain part, and we'll we'll talk more about it when Dylan's back. But Kyle even said in it, like you, mom, everything I'm telling you right now, you don't need to do anything. Yeah, but everything it. he's telling you, you already know. That's not true. Well, well didn't you know? Other than the, I the, subconsciously the, knew. Other than the the facts, like he didn't die alone, like that kind of stuff. But like, in the end, what's that really fucking matter? Well, that's what I mean. Anything that I learned from him. I didn't know that. It's not going to change anything. What's meant to it's know not... to be known will be brought up in our life in Correct. some some way or some form or whatever. But all the situations that he brought up, like helping people, I did already know. Like that, I struggle sometimes with a divorce. Like I do know that. Like every, you're right. Everything that that part of it, how dad struggles. Like I knew all that already. I knew that. So, in a sense. But we, hearing it from Kyle, in a sense, I guess. In a sense, we've are, you've already heard it from Kyle, in a sense, because he's... He, he talks to me. Like I said, you just don't realize it's him working through other people, you and, and situations. That everything that he was telling you, you already knew. Yeah, some of what he told me or Bill told me, you already told me the same thing in this almost the same verbiage. That's what I'm, that's what it's kind of like going back to what I was trying to say earlier. Like you don't need to go to just follow your intuition, what you're, you feel inside. That's true. You can, but I'm not going to lie. Like that whole morning I was a nervous wreck because it was just me and Bill together in a room. And I know that he gets angry if you don't answer correctly or whatever. So I was stressed about that. You even could tell my voice when I started, but I literally went to work and I cried, and I even made the statement. One of the guys that sits in front of me said, "Are you okay today?" And I said, "Well, I am. I'm excited, but I'm scared and I'm emotional because I'm gonna talk to my son today." And he's like, "What?" And I said, "I'm pretty sure I'm gonna get to talk to my son that passed away today." And he was intrigued by it. He's like, "What does that even mean?" And so I told him, and I I left there nervous wreck but the next morning when i came back everybody said oh you look so happy today like i just felt at peace because he was confirming everything like you said everything that people have already told me like i need to be on this earth and i i, I need to help people and i need to have self-care and it's okay to do self-care and i can't save the world and i can't be a superwoman like all that stuff i already know you're right you said the half of that stuff to me you've already said to me like, not eating correctly. And, like, I know that stuff. But for some Self reason... Self-preservation. Yeah, but sometimes Explain when that. I hear it... Explain that to me. What's that mean? Taking care of yourself and yourself in all different ways. And For what? Don't thin yourself out because I think Bill told me if I keep going, I'm going to just be... Gay. I'm just going to be vapors. I'm just going to be nothing. 
What's what's the meaning of self-preservation? I don't know. You tell me. Taking care of yourself. He said, I'm going to be just running on fumes if I don't slow down. And I need to, to take care of me and quit trying to save everybody else. Which is, the meditation is helping, actually. The protection of oneself from harm or death, especially regarded as a basic instinct in human beings and animals. So I have to protect myself. There's a lot of people out there that need to do that, and they don't. And I mean, I'm not the only one. There's so many people that I meet that are constantly helping others, and and they let themselves run down and it's not healthy and i knew that you've been telling me that for a long time two counselors told me that but that's easily said and hard to do sometimes that's just one of the things i mean i i get so it so what's life 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 is life life can be good life can be bad it's all how you look at it and it depends on the day for me <laughs> today i got up early like it's almost like some days i can get up early and tell myself what i'm gonna get done and accomplish and feel good about it i literally turned on my casting crowns music i'm addicted to that band and i had it on my big tv downstairs i had it on alexa upstairs and it was amazing like i can tell you and i'll just i mean whatever people feel about mediums but that next morning when I was going to work, I was listening to Casting Crowns. And literally at one point, I was at a red light and I just like opened my arms up, my hands up and held them towards the sky. Like I felt so good and so relieved and so thankful. And I've never done that before. I mean, it happens in church sometimes. A lot of people do it in church. But I was literally at a stoplight and I just felt like, God, this is great. Like my life is great. And I wanted to thank him. Like, it was bizarre. Like, who, I mean, people do that, but not me. I've never put raised my hands to the sky in the car on my way to work and felt like the power, like the spirit was right there with me telling me this is all going to work out. So, whether that came from the medium the night before or whatever, I don't know. Or the meditation that I'm doing. I mean, it goes back to Kayla. We talk about meditation. It could be that. And and we have a lot of guests that are trying that. So if you're trying it and it's working, like send us a comment. I'm dying to know how many people are really out there trying it. Gina um, shared with me at a meeting this week that she's trying it. So there's uh, Connors is trying it. There's people out there that are trying it. And I swear it, it can work. Last night was my closest, my best, my best meditation yet. Did you ever last think night. when you woke up in the morning you were in a good mood? It depended on what you felt before you went to bed. I meditated and I had the best meditation before I went to bed last night after you left. So is it true that you can actually take the ending of your day, the previous day before, and run that into your next morning? Yeah. Whether it's positive or negative, but it just happened that so you and I talked last night. And see if you can start pat making a pattern out of that. If you can see how you if you wake up in a lousy mood, what happened the night before? Well, that would require you to come over every night and make me laugh. <laughs> I'm not talking about me. I'm kidding. It was a joke last night. You were over there for how many hours? I couldn't get you out. You couldn't get I'm me out. Okay, kidding. here I'm we just fucking kidding. go. All right, guys, another podcast. Yeah. I enjoy when you come over because we get some really deep conversations and you listen to the medium tape, which is kind of cool. Are you going to go back? I can't for a year. And I'm not sure because if I take his class, I might. You said you were never going back again after the third one. I really did. But I got to a spot where I didn't know. Where you didn't trust your internal. Yeah, now you're going to make me cry. You're going to take my positivity away. I got into a spot two different times. I'm not taking your positivity away. In the last couple months that I never want to be in. Like, I talked about being in the car and thanking God, well, this was way on the other side of that spectrum where I was. So it's proof that even at your lows, lowest lows in your life, you can. there's always 
light that shines on the other side. Yep. But you don't see it at that point. I've never in my life got to that point. Like I did those two times. You were with me the one time and it was, it's not good. And so. You have to realize whatever you're going through is not going to last the rest of your life. And I'm usually strong, but at that point I was ready to just give up. Like it would have been easier for me just to give up. You may have thought that. I thought it at that moment. But but I didn't do it. Listen. You were strong the whole way through that. Well, obviously, because I didn't do it. Exactly. But when So when you say I thought I was strong but I had a moment of weakness, you were still strong the whole way through that. Because you never Well, I never went through with it. But it was right there. And so, and I realized, and Kyle, Kyle confirmed it. He said, Mom, I'm so glad you're not asking to come home to me because I have things to do on earth. And so I know that now. And, I mean, we all get depressed, just not to that point. It scared me. So I can't say where I'm going to be in a year. I don't know where. I don't even know if I'm going to be here in a year. Do I have to go to the to the galleries i can still go to the galleries probably not am i going to go to the class that depends if i get my mind in the right place and i'm gonna be taking a nap i'll be doing that so well folks we're gonna be that more. Went a lot longer than i wanted it to it's gonna be to be continued because dylan sorry for letting you guys sit through that junk no. No, it's good. <laughs> Dylan doesn't. They the ones you say are drunk are the ones people I'm like. I'm joking. So they like this. I'm working You're on my like sarcasm. This. Okay, you know? yeah. Well, we don't need that. But we're gonna talk about this again because Dylan has not doesn't believe in it, has not heard it, and his name is in it. And pretty much, Kyle said him and Austin are assholes. So. And mom's just to beat the shit out of Dylan. Yeah. <laughs> so whatever that means, we'll figure that out. Oh, did you know pets go to heaven too? Yes, pets go to heaven. Mm. Yes, we'll talk about that. So, guys, thanks for listening, and we'll catch you on the next one. See ya.